welcome everybody to the sixth episode of the Pokey Guardian podcast. And today we've got our first ever guest on the podcast. It's OKJ OK Love, Julian. So welcome to the podcast, Julian. Hey guys, Taj, thanks for introducing me. Hopefully you're all doing well uh, this morning or evening, depending on where you are in the world. I'm in Australia, so it's nice and early, but uh, not too early, so that's good. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We're on the other side of the world, so we're about um, 11, 12, uh, 13 hours ahead, I think. Yeah, 13 hours ahead in London here. So, And, and I think Zach is another hour ahead of me. So, yeah, yeah bit of time difference. So we'll make it, we make it work. Absolutely. So we've got Julian with us for the whole podcast. So we're really excited to have him on board. This is going to be a great podcast with the three of us on board. So let's start with what we normally start with, which is our card highlights. So we're going to talk about cards that we've obtained since the last podcast, well, our favorite card. So um, Zach, do you want to start with what you obtained recently? Yes, um, I've managed to obtain a very special card, in my opinion, uh, at least to me. Uh, I've still obtained a uh, first edition Neo Genesis Lugia PSA 8. Um, I got it for a very nice price from a friend. And uh, yeah, very, very happy with it. It was a missing piece of my uh, Lugia Great Collection. So uh, very happy with it. Uh, I also obtained a Marnie SR from uh, Shiny Star V for a decent price below market uh, Japanese market value. So uh, yeah, I'm very happy. <laughs> and uh, these were my major recent pickups. So uh, yeah, and uh, you were uh, guys. Yep. Um, well, I managed to also obtain a Marnie SR. I obtained two actually recently. Um, I was one of those, I'd, I needed to get that card. And after I'd opened my five booster boxes of Shiny Star V, I thought, right, I haven't got it. I need to obtain it now. So I put in, I was bidding on an auction and I put in a best offer on another one and the guy accepted the best offer. So that was great. And I ended up winning the auction as well. So I was like, fantastic. So I got two of those. And then my latest video, which just went up yesterday, I got a box, my big order from Japan, um, which is, was over a hundred thousand yen order. And um, basically that's helped me complete most of my master set of shiny star V. So I'm only missing three or four cards and some of the sort of halo foils as we call them but i've managed to secure all of those today so um yeah that master set is going to be complete as soon as those cards arrive so i'm very excited about that how about yourself julian um look i gotta say <clears throat> if you'd asked me this question a day ago i would have said i'm about to pull the trigger on buying the marnie card from chinese star v but I was lucky enough to find it uh, yesterday when I was uh, opening some boxes of Shiny Star V on stream. So I'm joining the Marnie Club. It's good to be here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not exactly in the market for any other Shiny Star V cards at the moment because I'm still opening boxes. I'm very reluctant to um, to admit defeat and start buying singles. So no yep. other real singles that I've got on the way. Um in terms of cards that I'm looking at buying, though, that I should have on the way soon, I'm looking to get the uh, the Guard of War or the Illustrator Guard of War, um, the one illustrated by uh, Yu Nishida. So, looking to get that. I've got a friend of mine that wants to get one of those too. Um, but, yeah, the other one I'm probably getting ready to chase down too is the Secret Rares, um, the Secret Rare Pikachus from uh, Gyoten no Boroteka, the Shocking Vault Tackle. So, those two have still eluded me, but... Apart from that, nothing else recently that I've bought. I'm still still chasing my cards through boxes. 
Awesome. Yeah, and I know you've been opening quite a few boxes recently, so that's uh, um, so you, you're luckily still got a few to open, which is uh, which is nice to have. Such an amazing set. Unfortunately for me, it's just getting so difficult to try and get hold of boxes because of because they're so scarce at the moment. Even though there's a reprint out there, um, still not easily obtainable at a good price around here. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of an issue around the world. I've to be honest. I'm not exactly sourcing new boxes. I'm just rationing out the ones that I've bought. I, I tend to go slowly, otherwise, uh, it's all it's all done too quickly, and I, I'm I'm left feeling wanting more, and then having to buy boxes at the you know the one point five or two times inflated price. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, excellent. That's our card highlights. We're going to move on now to news topics and discussion. Okay, so the first article we're going to talk about is the special set Shining Fates has officially been revealed and obviously includes Shiny Charizard VMAX. Um, So the Pokemon International Company did the official reveal. We all knew that Sword and Shield 4.5 special set was coming, but um, there wasn't an official reveal and we finally got that. Uh, It's going to be released February 19th, 2021. It's going to have the Shiny Vault subset, which includes obviously the shiny vault from shiny star v but some of those cards will be featured as promos um in products as well so zachariah what do you think of this announcement well finally yes it, uh, has been revealed uh, it's, it's 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 been so long already it feels uh yeah i think it was two weeks ago three weeks yeah, yeah three weeks ago yeah, uh, finally, just I'm very uh, excited uh, to see this set. Uh, it's not a 25th anniversary set. Um, there's no mention of that. Um, there is one coming in um, 20, 2021. Yeah, uh, it's literally that's literally uh, being called a, a 25th anniversary set. And um, yeah, we uh, are very uh, excited. Uh, <laughs> I think most fans are very excited to have uh, something um, that's actually a 25th anniversary set. But um, yeah, after all, Shining Fates is, um, how do you say it? It's Hidden Fates too, uh, yeah. in that regard. And people were waiting for Shine, uh, no, uh, Hidden Fates too, uh, for, 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 for a very long time. And um, yeah, it's finally coming. And um Champions Path uh, was a uh, <laughs> a little warm up to that. Um, yeah, what do I need to say? Most most fans have uh, seen Shiny Star V already, and uh, I think it's a very exciting set. Of course, um, the set list of uh, Shining Fates isn't will not be the the same as uh, Shiny Star V. Uh, they will remove some uh, cards from the shiny vault for uh, to be released as uh, promo cards and products. But uh, yeah, overall, I think it's a very very nice set, and um, yeah, I'm very excited for uh, February. Um, also, um, if you can, like I uh, want everyone, please get that uh, elite trainer box. Um, I'm very excited for that EV VMAX promo. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's looking fantastic. And like you told me, uh, like you told everyone before, that EV year promo is a little bit uh, tough to uh, to get from uh, in Japan. I think you needed to win a uh, like a tournament or something. I I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I think it was um you had to participate in the V starter deck tournament. So you'd have to buy yourself a V starter deck. Yeah. Participate in a tournament and you got the EV promo for just participating. And then I think at the end it was a rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets the EV V Max promo. That's um, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was sort of one out of four people would get the EV V Max promo. So um it was an interesting one. Um, what do you think, Julian, about this set announcement of Shining Fates? Has it been um, received in Australia? Yeah, I think uh, Zachariah put it really well. We sort of all knew that it was coming. It was only a matter of time. Uh, there was a bit of inevitability behind it. It was just a matter of when, really, they were going to announce it. So when they did, there was a bit of uh, relief um, and obviously excitement. A lot of people really do love the SV cards. Um, because yep. we've seen them and we know what we're ex- what we're going to expect um, thanks to Shiny Star V, I'm I'm excited, but I'm also like a little bit apprehensive about collecting it as a set. It's a very difficult um, set to collect all the cards for because of the format of the release, yep. Um, yep. ETBs, pin boxes, as you guys yeah obviously know. Um, for that reason, the reception in Australia is a it's a uh, I think that apprehensive sort of sentiment um, is uh, felt amongst a few collectors because buying boxes and um, sets like these, these, I guess these holiday sets is really difficult in Australia. Stock is very quickly, stock is not known, uh, stock is quite limited and yeah. stock is also very, very quickly um, snatched up by avid collectors, scalpers. I, I don't know exactly who's buying it, but all I know is that it goes very quickly. So yeah. the, yeah, so the ETBs, um, the pin collections, etc., went up for pre-order at EB Games, which is basically Australian GameStop. Um, yep. I'm sure you guys have. It's maybe similar to Game in uh, the UK. Yeah, we used to have it. We used to have EB Games in the UK. It's Game now. Yeah, essentially, but yeah, we're familiar with that. Yeah. yeah. So EB Games were the first to get their allocation, put their pre-orders up, and within two days they were gone. So. Um, you could get, yeah, it was, to, it to was be just fair, Two days is very good. Um, in the UK, it's yeah. usually within an hour. So, oh, okay. So okay. Well, maybe it's is, is very good. <laughs> maybe, maybe we've got it pretty good here. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that because now, uh, <laughs> uh, all the overseas collectors are going to be looking at the Australian stock, but, um, I don't know. It's a good thing, but yeah, I mean, they'd limited to 10 ETBs per customer, which is extremely wow. generous. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, Zachary, I think, like you said, if you want the ETB, you know, get it now. That sort of was felt amongst everybody. Yeah. Um, maybe people took it a little bit too literally. So, yeah, excitement, um, maybe a bit of weariness, but yeah, generally just excitement. It's going to be fun to chase. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't say no, it's going to be fun to chase those shiny cards in English now. So, it should be good. Yeah. I think, similar to what you're saying, I think with this set, for the first time, I've seen a lot more people interested in Japanese sets that I would never have purchased Japanese sets in the past. Um, Ultra Shiny GX, obviously, people weren't so aware of Hidden Fates and the Ultra Shiny, the Shiny Vault that time around before Hidden Fates came out. And it took quite a while before we got Hidden Fates in English because most of the cards were out of rotation by the time we got those cards over into English. This is a very quick turnaround. And also, um, there's been a lot more 
awareness of the Japanese sets this time around, I think. I think because of lockdown and the situation going on around the world, people have been reading up more about stuff as well. There's a lot more people opening Japanese products on YouTube and streams as well. So the exposure and people pre-ordered quite a lot of Shiny Star V from what I've seen in my three and a half, four years collecting Japanese cards that this was probably the biggest boom I've ever seen of Western collectors um, and collectors outside of Asia buying Japanese booster boxes. So I think, as you're saying, it's a bit saturated. Now, people know what to expect. A lot of people have opened the product, have seen it. And also with the Shiny Vault being in the reverse hollow slot, it is so difficult to obtain. You're not guaranteed a certain amount per box like the Japanese sets. Yep. So it's going to be difficult to complete this set, especially with over 100 shiny Pokemon um, in the set. Uh, and obviously some of those have been pulled out to go into tins and they're not the cheap tins, they're the bigger tins. So you're yeah. going to find that's going to be very, very difficult to get. You know, um, the, you've got the promos, the pin collections, and they'll probably hold a few back as well for further products through, throughout the cycle, which they usually do, you know, have a three, four month cycle where they're releasing products slowly into the market. So yeah, I think it's going to yep. be a difficult one to complete. It's funny that, um, it's funny that you mentioned the difficulty of getting the cards and the promo sets or sorry, the, the, the pins and the collections having some of those SV cards as promo cards, it actually makes it a little bit easier. And that was one thing that when I saw they announced, kind of took the wind out of it a little bit for me because part of the fun of you know like uh dragapult for example i think yeah. is a promo card now um uh cramorant too part of the fun is seeing which sv you're going to get yeah um and that that's definitely still there but by reducing the pool of the, the pool of uh pullable or hittable sv cards in actual packs themselves that's that's taken the wind out of it a little bit but what it's going to do is really push the value and um, the the rarity of those SV cards that you can pull up even further. Yeah. So it's going to be a very interesting set once it releases and people start opening it. Yep. And uh, I think I'm going to flock very quickly to chasing single cards early because yeah. I don't want to continue to rip packs of this. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. but, but on a positive <laughs> note as well, you mentioned Dragapult and Crobat. We, they are very playable cards. So to have those as promos makes it accessible for, say, for example, kids who might want to have a deck blinged up with a few shiny cards. Yeah. It just makes yeah, it a yeah. lot more accessible because people might just be buying, because a lot of the time you get this, people buy the collection boxes, they just want the packs. And the promos end True. up going onto big reselling sites and card markets, you know, where people can then pick them up a little bit cheaper than buying the product itself. So there are pros and cons to that. So, yeah, I think they're being very strategic these days, Pokemon International Company, about which cards they are using as promos um, and, and making accessible, I suppose, to people out there as true. well. So, yeah. Okay, we're going to move on now to the next um, topic today, which is... Boss's Order, Gym Trainer, and more Shiny Fates main cards that were revealed. So we've had um, official um, English um, images of cards that are going to be in um, Shining Fates. And one of them was Lysander, Boss's Order, um, which we have seen recently in Japan in the competition Triple VMAX um, boxes. Uh, as well as a few of the other cards we've seen recently in Japan as well. So Yanma, Yanmega, Gossifleur, Eldegoss, Volcanion, 
Tutel by Sosa, one of my favorite artists, Jim Trainer, which is a promo out in Japan. Um, so yeah, a few cards um, already seen. And by the looks of it, when you look at those cards, what's clear to see is that the the set, the main set is a 72 card set, which is no real surprise really, because these sort of holiday sets, special sets are usually around that mark, 72, 73 cards. But it's good to actually see a few of those cards and uh, obviously see that they're using Boss's Order and obviously Professor's Research again with different um, um, different bosses, essentially. <laughs> so, so um, <laughs> yeah. what, Zachariah, what do you think of um, the cards that were revealed? Uh, not very surprising, uh, like you just uh, said. Um, yeah, it's just there, yeah. and that's and that's why coming back to Shining Fates uh, compared to the English and Japanese version, that's why I prefer the Japanese set because it's the original. Um, there, there, there is no room for. Um, of course, there's a huge set of reprinted cards, but the English version has a mashup of unreleased promo or uh, product uh, cards that are exclusive to that uh, products in Japan. I think it's neat, but yeah, that's why I prefer the Japanese sets. I think, uh, do think um, the boss orders card is very nice in there. Um, I hope it's a holo card um, because uh, in Japan it isn't, it's, a, it's, a, it's non-holo, yep. if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, very cool. Indeed, the indeed the promo from uh, Koro Koro is also in yeah. there, and that's that's how the main set indeed uh, will kind of be. Um, yeah, very cool, um, and I'm excited for for the future. I think more cards will be revealed uh, very soon, and uh, I hope um, the unreleased EVs from um, uh, the Jim promo set from um, we we sorry more context. We have uh, got an EV from. Fifth Voltage um, with Viporion that has a matching artwork that has been left out. Yeah, I noticed um, that. Yeah, yeah, and now with um, Battle Styles, which which we'll uh, we'll be discussing later in the podcast, they have removed um, that uh, matching EV as well for another EV. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the promo that has been distributed at uh, the EV Vmax uh, tournament. Uh, get battle EV yep. uh, called or something so yeah I think um, and that's why I prefer Japanese sets if I'm really honest uh, it's just stuff like that it's, it's being very annoying to me in my opinion when we uh, it's always oh, there's also something leave out so that's, yeah. that's, that's why I'm always disappointed why just yeah, the Japanese sets just seem to make a lot more sense, don't they? Because you've got this, you, Japan's very standardized in its set format. You know, the beginning of the year in January, you get your new new year of a set or a new era starting and it goes through and you get several sets. And then in November, you get your high class set, which is what we, we would call ours, you know, um, special set in English. But yeah. the main set comprises, as you've said, of a, pretty much a best of the cards that are the most playable, the most collectible from all the sets from the year's release. And then you get maybe about three or four new cards. Like this time we had Crobat VMAX and Ditto V and Ditto VMAX um, thrown in there as well. But generally speaking, the the big bulk of that set is reprints of 
the super playable cards from the years, giving you another opportunity to get them at a good accessible way. And then you get the shiny vaults attached onto it, you know, um, whereas the English set, as you say, it's a bit of a mismatch, isn't it? You usually get like, like we found with yeah. champion's path, you know, champion's path was the mismatch of mismatches. You know, it had cards from legendary heartbeat. <laughs> it had cards from the, um, starter decks, had some promos thrown in there. It just looked like it was a, what have we got that we can throw into this set, guys? You know, boom. Oh, yeah. let's chuck a let's chuck a Charizard in there so that people buy it. You know, <laughs> so we'll stick the shiny yeah. Charizard in there as a preview, and um, we'll stick a rainbow rare Charizard, which we've never done before with a tournament card like that in Japan. Released it outside of Japan, but yeah. let's do it to boost the sales of Champions Path, which worked. You know, it did. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. If you didn't have the shiny Charizard V or the v- rainbow rare V Max, that set would have would have like seriously have sunk and not not sold as well as it did um so yeah it's, it, it's, it would have been it, it would have been one set that uh you'd be seeing on shelves for years yeah. I, I can't imagine what would have happened to champions path if they didn't bring forward yeah those two charizards absolutely without the charizards i think yeah. it's a worse set than dragon majesty to be to be honest you know <laughs> um shining shining legends was fantastic hidden fates was great um but that dragon majesty that was in the middle you know people tend to forget about that set. Um, and I think it would have ended up like that. And I still think it will, other than the Charizards. People won't really remember too many of the other cards in the set. So Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like like I told you, Campus Path did not have to exist. Yes. Yeah. It, it didn't have to exist in the first place. Yeah, they could have skipped yeah. it. They, they really could have they, done yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. It was compromised of like six Japanese uh, products and sets together. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, an <laughs> interesting uh, set. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely the argument that would have been made for why they made it a set before Vivid was that, well, the cards that they left out would have made Vivid too large of a set. But the precedent sort of already had been set for very large expansions like Cosmic Eclipse, yeah. which was a very big expansion. So the, yeah, it was interesting, but and it was that that they did it and that everybody went with it. Like we all sort of knew what was happening, yeah. um, but we went with it anyway and we, we bought it and we opened it and yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it was fun, but uh, it was a different kind of fun. Yeah. And I think that um, leaving out the amazing rares and putting them into vivid voltage instead of champions path was, was a bit of a, you know, probably something that had COVID not interfered with the schedule we might have seen the amazing rares in Champions Path, and we might have seen True. some more of the cards with the artwork, with the Pokemon, with the gym leaders in as main cards in the set or promos. It just, it just didn't. It felt a bit disjointed, and I think plans had to be shifted in order to fit these sets together based upon what was happening around the world. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just to just to reel back to shining those cards that got revealed for Shining Fates. Yeah, I love I love the Lysander. I, I absolutely yeah. love that card. I think um, Tuan Lei had a very hilarious meme that he created the day that card <laughs> yeah. got revealed. Yeah, the McDonald's um, the, <laughs> the meme. Yeah, what, what would you like to order? It's absolutely hilarious, but it is a cool card, and I do yeah. hope it gets um, like Zachariah said a hollow because yeah. it'll it'll really pop. Um, and another interesting thing, maybe I maybe I missed that this has been done before but i noticed that uh some of the cards that have been revealed have got deregulation marks and others have got e so it's similar to um 
a Japanese set where it's got cards from Regulation D and E and they put them all together or even C. Yep. This is, is this the first time we're seeing that for English cards? No, no we've no, seen no, it no. before. No? Yeah. Sword of Shield. Yeah. Okay. So, Sword of Shield based that. Yeah. Did have cards from C and D as well? Or no. Um, was this D uh, for Sword and Shield, wasn't the, it? The regulation marks were introduced starting from Sword and Shield base set here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, indeed, there the weren't the regulation marks. That's only right. Japan yeah. Japan yeah. and in all the Asian countries. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. so these cards that have been revealed, they've got the regulation marks. They did get introduced in Sword and Shield, but they've got DNE marks. Yes, I just thought that's it was, right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, Jim Trainer and Boss's Order both got D. Yeah. Um, and the I new cards think got the e. newer cards yeah. are, are all E. I think indeed is a D mark as well. Um, yeah, looking at it now, indeed is a D. Yeah, a lot of D's there. So Canyon's um, an E. Eldegoss E. Yeah, so they're, they're mixing and matching now. It's, yeah, I think I think see. what it is because um, indeed when did that come out? The Korokora promo. That I think uh, around uh, that was early summer, spring? wasn't it? Spring, Sp- spring summer. Yeah, so in Japan, that is literally in the last. Um, what would can be considered the world's cutoff for sets because obviously they rotate at worlds. Um, so yep. that would have fallen in that last set. So they've got the same marking as Japan because it, I th- we've, we've talked about this before. And I think we were speculating that they are starting, they've introduced these to try and in the future at some point, potentially have a global standardization um, for playing at worlds and at tournaments for rotation purposes. So I think they're just trying to keep consistent with the cards um, going forward. And obviously with Boss's Order, even I think Boss's Order and obviously Professor's Research, we've seen that they can be changed because we've got Professor Juniper card now as well. And it's great because it means that you can, those full arts you've got are going to be kept in rotation if they keep that card in rotation. Um, yep. So it just means that, you know, if you've got a full art, a magnolia and juniper is the one in rotation at the moment you can still use that magnolia because it's called professors i mean professors research so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just nice to that they're doing that this time um with the same yeah. same cards definitely cool okay we're going to move on now to the next item on our list which is the 25th anniversary set um pokemon tcg uh, Sword and Shield 7 and Sword and Shield 8 release dates that were possibly revealed. So, uh, Zachariah, do you want to talk through this article that was on Poke Guardian? Well, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not, uh, I think, um, the, the, the distributor revealed the set uh, after the sets after uh, Shining Fates was revealed. Yep. And uh, a source told me, I think one or two months ago, that um, there are going to be uh, two uh, special sets yep. coming. One that's uh, releasing around the 25th anniversary, which is 4.5 Shining Shining Fates. And um, another one that uh, was releasing in October of uh, 2021. And uh, that would be, uh, yeah... Uh, releasing uh, around the, the actual 25th anniversary of the Pokemon TCG, yep. so not of Pokemon. And yeah, at that time, I was. It was too early to even mention it. Yep. I was skeptical, of course, but it was a trusted source. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I removed everything, uh, uh, every reference to the 25th anniversary set of Shining Fates, and. Um, 
Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. I, I don't know what uh, what could be. I think it could be evolutions too, but uh, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, um, a lot of people are um, hoping for a new Genesis uh, remake of, uh, of course, uh, Lugia base, uh, the first Lugia. I think, in my opinion, that's uh, number two uh, next to uh, Charizard um, in terms of the most iconic Potsy era cards. Yeah. Um, and for, yeah, I think we will we will just see what comes. We are not done yet with uh, the twenty fifth anniversary when Shining Fates dropped. Um, that's one thing, at least. Um, yeah, I don't know what uh, what will happen. I think a throwback set, and of course, I'm, I I really think the Japanese will uh, execute it better. Yes, as they <laughs> always do. Nostalgia. I, I think I think they will because. They have uh, full access to uh, their old um, back artwork. So uh, like Japanese CP6 Evolutions uh, uh, set, 20th, uh, 20th anniversary set, they actually remade the, their first, uh, w- what we know as base set. And they have um, commissioned Monsieur Rita again to um, remake that booster pack artwork with mega starters like mega venusaur blastoise and charizard yep. i think that's one of the the coolest pack artworks uh, in years in my opinion and that's why i personally think that that set is far superior than evolutions um as a set yeah, when regarding evolutions and the japanese cp6 of course there are very uh there are some things I am not uh, very happy with. Of course, they are uh, they left out Blastoise and Venus Hollow, for example. Yeah. And this, uh, the, the, these are uh, funny, uh, small things that I am very annoyed with. And I hope that this uh, 25th anniversary set will, uh, and if they uh, do a throwback set, I hope at least they will uh, stick true to uh, what they have. You know. And, and not uh, removing <laughs> uh, important cards, in my opinion, like Venusaur and Blastoise in favor of only Charizard. 100%. And yeah. They do have the, the artwork in high resolution uh, in Japan, creatures, because it's an art book. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, it's not, a, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, it's not because the, the artwork has been lost or something, it's in there in high resolution. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, my take on uh, the 25th uh, anniversary set. Yeah. And and for those people out there who, who are not, um, who haven't been collecting from when they were younger, like like myself, I joined quite late. Um, there are two anniversaries. Obviously, the February anniversary is the anniversary of the Pokemon um, franchise. Um, and then the October anniversary is when the TCG was released. So we have two anniversaries next year for the 25th anniversary, which is why we've got Shining Fates as well as the TCG anniversary set. They'll be coming out in October. Just thought I'd clear that up because I was a bit unsure to begin with as well, but it was made clear to me because we had the 20th anniversary, we had Generations and we had Evolutions, didn't we? which which yeah. covered both the anniversaries as such. So, yeah, I thought I'd clear that up. So, Julian, um, your thoughts on this anniversary set coming out in October? Yeah, again, like 
you guys are saying it's extremely exciting. This is going to be the biggest set of the year and you're not going to want to miss it. I'm not just trying to hype it up. This yeah. is going to be, it's going to be quite massive and it's going to be very interesting to see which direction um, they take with the cards that they include in the set if they do an Evolutions XY set similarly to what they did um, for Evolutions XY, the first or the 20th anniversary. So Zachariah touched on it um, that we might see some cards from uh, the Neo series, yeah. which would be fantastic. I, I think a lot of people would love to see some Gen 2 cards get some love like that. Um, part of me is uh, a little bit nervous because I feel like with the huge hype and resurgence um, of uh, collectors around the world, all, all, all those nostalgic collectors pulling out the cards out of their closets, um, I'm quite nervous that they might just retreat on Gen 1 and we won't see any Gen 2 Pokemon cards, which would personally leave me a little bit uh, disappointed. I'd still be excited because the the other set that they might, all the other sets that they might um, lean upon would be Jungle and Fossil, which would be fantastic. Yeah. But the last thing I want to see is um, iconic Pokemon excluded because, yeah, no, no Venusaur and Blastoise uh, in Evol Evolutions XY as their original cards was uh, disappointing and very confusing. I, I remember when I was opening XY the first time, thinking, oh, damn, I didn't get a Blastoise or I didn't get a Venusaur. And then realizing after the fact that, no, they weren't in the set. It was like a, a head scratch, head scratcher moment. Um, we'll probably, I don't know, do you guys reckon we'll see Blastoise and Venusaur this I, year? Yeah, Surely. I hope so. I mean, um, with the VMAX uh, decks that they've just released in Japan, that's a positive sign that um, yep. they're showing them a bit more love. And they got two copies of their VMAXs in the decks, unlike Charizard, which only got one. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw that on uh, the Japanese Pokemon website about saying, "Oh yeah, why don't you improve your deck by sticking a shiny Charizard <laughs> yeah. Max in there?" And it's like, okay, <laughs> if I could, yeah, but, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I I'm hoping that they don't exclude um cards and they make it because you know at the end of the day, everyone when they first start playing the game have their starter of choice, and not everyone chooses Charizard, so it yeah. is. You know, when you when you're looking at that nostalgia factor and you want to go for your starter and it's not in the set, it's quite disheartening because you're going for the big, you know, the popular Pokemon that um and, and excluding the other popular ones that people have grown up with, you know? So I think yeah, I think they probably would have learned from that and I think the feedback they would have got, hopefully they'll make sure that this time they they're not excluding um big name cards like that. Yeah, yeah, and um, what's a difference between this set and Evolutions? Evolution is a regular set, and this uh, specific twenty fifth anniversary set is a special set. Yeah. So um, that's I think one uh, huge difference, at least to me. Um, but yeah, coming back to all of this, yeah, I, I I don't we don't know what's coming. Yeah. I we do everyone hopes uh, nostalgia cards coming back. But I think it will be a mix of modern to make it playable, um, modern uh, revisited cards, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, it gives me that uh, new Genesis Lugia remake. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> very honest. Give me, give me it, please. Don't, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> don't don't make us wait five more years. Yeah. I don't think we'll make it. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But one one other thing is uh, 
not not only like you said, Taj, it's great when your starter and when your fave is in the set because you know, not like you said, not everyone picked Charizard. I picked Venus. I, I picked Bulbasaur. So Venusaur was the card that I I really wanted to see. Yeah. Um, but the other, the, so it's great when when they include them for that reason. The other reason that it's really good when they include different chase Pokemon. Um, this is just looking at it from a collector's perspective, by the way, yep. is that the thing that makes a set, there's two, there's two things that make a set fantastic, right? Uh, whether the cards in it are actually playable in the TCG and, you know, the new cards that are introduced are useful, um, but not everyone's a player. A lot of people are collectors. So for the collectors, the main thing is whether the chase cards are good. And personally for me, it's whether there are a lot of chase cards. So when there's a lot of chase cards, I'm happier as a collector because it means that, my satisfaction from collecting the set isn't dependent on a Charizard. I know Zachariah, you're not the biggest Charizard fan out there. Honestly, I'm not. No. I, I'm not crazy about him either. But when he's the only card, or he or she, whichever, um, depending on the, the Charizard, whichever it, yeah, we'll go with it, right? <laughs> de- de- depending on um, whether you get that card or not, it can make or break whether the set was satisfying for you to collect. So if Charizard's the only card. It's not. We felt that with Champions Path. So for this set, I really just want to see lots of different Pokemon. And if they don't touch on Neo, I want to see Dragonite. I want to see Pterodactyl. I want to see Snorlax. I want to see a lot of those different uh, jungle and fossil chase cards or, you know, Gen Gen 1 Pokemon that we all love in the set because if it's just Dragonite but no Snorlax, I'll feel a little flat. I love Dragonite, but I want to see Snorlax too. They go with uh, jungle and fossils, so... We'll see what happens. It's gonna be either way. It's gonna be fun. Like we're we're gonna buy it and we're gonna we're gonna love it either way. So what what this announcement also did though it was clarif- it clarified release dates for us because we were getting a bit worried that um, there was going to be a shift in um, release dates for sets because we were speculating when the final set of the year would be releasing because if things were going as they were it would have ended up releasing in December which we thought was not possible but I think Sword and Shield Eight is now going to be november we believe um seven is august um and six is obviously going to be released in june i think um so so we're getting back on schedule to where we should be because the the release cycle every three months and then you have that special set that comes out just after the august set in september october time just before the, the final set of the year so yeah we're getting back on schedule as well so that's important to note with this announcement yeah, and also a lot of products coming, um, uh, which of course were these at some point. But um, yeah, the, there are some nice, nice things in there. But yeah, it's all placeholder stuff. Yeah, so um, yeah, we will just have to wait and see what uh, it will be. And of course, all of these uh, dates and products are subject to change. Yeah. Um, it's there, but. Uh, it could change in the future. Exactly. So please keep that in mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the preliminary yeah. dates are on the article on Poke Guardian, but as you say, they are subject to change. But it's nice to get a rough idea of, of what to expect when. And, and it's pretty standardized as well um, from what we've seen in the past. Okay, let's uh, move on to the next thing. Now, this one is about the Pikachu V Vivid Voltage oversized promo card. Um, I was keen to find out whether... We had it in the UK, so I went there that morning of <laughs> potential release, and I got it first thing. And we we 
we really we um got the news out on Poke Guardian. Um, yeah, it's available in the UK now as well. So from game, you go in there and it was a uh, £10 spend, I believe, um, yeah. with the Pikachu V. So yeah, you go into the game store, spend £10 on any Pokemon TCG product, which is great because it means now you can buy a triple blister pack and it falls within the criteria. You could buy a theme deck and it falls in the criteria because before the with a £15 spend, they fell just short of that. Um, which meant you had to buy a separate single booster to top it up. But um, yeah, the £10 spend means it's a lot easier to obtain. Very desirable, um, very nice. Obviously, the new size oversized card, which is a standard of Sword and Shield um, since the Sun and Moon era ended, slightly smaller, um, fits in with what we've been seeing with the rest of the um, sets. So it's nice to see Pikachu, very desirable card, looks great as an oversized card as well, I have to say. Um, yeah it is so yeah that was great um and also mini collector's album is available in the uk as well which is usually from waterstones and that is free no purchase necessary so if you walk into your local um, waterstones it's a bit like the old big collector's albums that pokemon used to sell they used to be an a4 size you get one booster pack with it but these are the mini ones which are about half the size and um, they have the full set list on the back apart from obviously um the secret cards which only seem to be revealed in the ETBs, but um, in the ETB players' guides. But yeah, it's a nice little collector's album, so those are available as well. It also has some uh, nice artwork uh, in there. Yes. Of the set, yeah. so the school. I remember from the tag team era, there were some amazing Mitsuhiro Arita artworks in there. And, and I actually, yeah. when I saw Mitsuhiro Arita, I gave him all the ones I had from the tag team era. <laughs> and he was so happy to receive them because it's a first because <laughs> he doesn't get sent a lot of the international artwork for his work. So he was so pleased to, to receive those. So uh, that's, that's, one, awesome. that's one thing that I can say. I've made Mitsuhiro Arita happy with, with a gift. <laughs> so so oh. that was great. For once, you were able to put a smile on his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just for the um for the Australian fans, if you're listening, no word on these cards. Uh, if you haven't seen them, you can again check the article out at Poker Guardian. But it is just the Pikachu V with the stamp, but uh, the Vivid Voltage emblem. But we we don't know if this is coming to Australia yet. Well, I guess with 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 cards like these and promos, you find out on the day. So yeah. there's no um there's no heads up. Hey guys, this is coming. You might just be at uh, EB Games. You, if you're going to get it anywhere, it will be from EB Games most likely. But you'll find out if you're in there um, when they give it to you, and it'll be a nice little surprise. It is a nice card, like you said. It's cool. The oversized cards are quite cool. Um, yeah. It's the novelty factor. But I like I like the emblem. I'm a sucker for any promo yeah. card that has With a stamp a on logo it. emblem. I'm on the it. same. Yeah. I'm the same. I love stamped <laughs> it's, cards. It's it's the same card, but just with the stamp. But for some reason, it's yeah, it's cool. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully, they make the trip across the uh, the ocean. Yeah, don't, don't hope for it. Low possibility. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the the USA. Uh, I think Canada as well. I'm not sure of Canada. They did uh, have the uh, Snorlax VMAX yeah. uh, oversized promo. And that was the last one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they haven't seen anything since. I thought they might be doing a pattern with it. You know, they get the VMAX, we get the V, and then it's find a buddy that you can trade with over, over the Atlantic <laughs> to swap your duplicates with. But um, yeah, didn't quite work out. Maybe, maybe they did plan the Pikachu VMAX promo. Possibly. Who knows? Hey, we might see it. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, maybe it could it could have been scrapped during yeah, it could be. COVID. 
because this is the thing with oversize as well. There's very limited use for them. You know, you can't play yeah. with them. They're purely for collecting aesthetics. But then what do you do with them all? You know, are you going to stick them in a frame, stick them up on your wall? It, and they get a bit, you know, there's not, the folders now do come with, the four pocket folders do come with a few pockets for for oversized cards in. But prior to that, it's very difficult to store them. So uh, yeah, they are a bit of a novelty, but um Nice to have that. Taj, are you telling me you don't have a folder of uh, double V oversized promos? Because I do. I'll get it out for you. And, uh, <laughs> I have. I'll film actually, a video for you. You know what? I was very, very lucky. Um, Matthew Vervine sent me one of the um, folders to store the jump, the oversized cards in. So I have got, yeah. And I actually sent him four doubles he needed. So <laughs> collecting play sets, I think. So, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, I do collect them. And I've got a folder where I keep them. And, and I usually get an A5 folder from my local stationery store with the A5 wallets and uh, keep them in there. So that, that keeps them safe as well. Cool. Okay. Now we're going to move on to a very, very sad story um, of something that happened in um, Zachariah's native country. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so when I was reading this story, I was just shocked. But then again, this is, if, if anything, I think this is a wake-up call to a lot of people as well, that um, we collect these cards because of our love of the artwork and, and our passion about collecting. But don't underestimate the value of what you've got sitting in your collection and making sure that you've put protection in place and insurance in place because this story was um, very sad. It, it happened on um, December the 16th, only a couple of days ago, about 3 p.m. Central European time. Um, a guy had advertised the fact that he had a few graded cards, including, I think it was, um, was it base set Mewtwo? Yeah, many, many, many base set graded yeah. PSA 10s. And um, he arranged a meeting for a couple of guys to come around and purchase some cards. And they ended up locking him in his closet and stealing the cards. And um, he was obviously in shock. I think he must have had his phone with him, called the police. The police had to let him out. He was in really traumatized by it, shock. They called him the area off. Um, Because of the situation we're in, everyone's got face masks on. So... Obviously, I don't think the guy got a good look at their faces because they had face masks on, but their general description. Um, yeah. So, again, these guys have probably got away with it because of not having um, – so I don't know what the situation was after that. Zachary, you obviously know more about this than us as it happened in the Netherlands. Um, do you want to fill us in? The police issued an official description on their website um, because they have given sort of given up as well. Um locally you know the actual investigation um but yeah there are two people two mil around 30 uh, they both and they were driving in an audi a3 but yes yeah, very all vague descriptions you know it it, it is this this is the state of the, the hobby right now um it was a bit naive uh, of the, the seller in my opinion yep. that he uh, sold <laughs> valuable cards uh, like that in his house yeah. so even next time you know uh, even if he gets cars back uh, the address is known next time you know yeah. so you're also in danger and also um, what I missed uh, what I did overread and a base set booster box was also stolen at the same wow. time 
Okay. So we are talking like maybe 60, 70, 80K, uh, 80,000 dollars uh, lost on cards and, uh, and, and, and cards, of course. And, and that, and that lot were, I think, like roughly 25, uh, PZ9 or 10 cards, many limited base cards. For example, yeah. PZ10, Blastoise Unlimited. That card on December 1st sold for over $4,000 on PWCC auction. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And that's a verified uh, auction house. Um, many Sky Rich cards and PZ10. I think it was Crystal Ho was also in there. Yeah. yeah that, that's insane. Yeah. Um, it's very, again, very naive of that guy. He wouldn't uh, do that again. Absolutely. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think so. And also, a, um, I, I posted it on the E4 forms. Uh, E4 forms is a collector, uh, uh, form for collectors. And a member, of course, made a nice summary of, um, yeah, for a small guide for, for you uh, and everyone, uh, it was posted by Pete Fan, and he said, for anyone selling cards of high value to unknown buyers, one, never use your home address. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like I told you, even if the, the guy does, his, got, does get his cards back, the thieves will, the thieves will know yeah. now uh, that the guy who lives at that address has a high interest in high value cards and likely has kept some at his home. Number two, always bring a friend along. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's also uh, my uh, uh, advice indeed. There's security in numbers and it would have been harder to overpower two people instead of just one. Yep. This does depend, uh, depend on how armed the thieves were, of course. However, a better option would be uh, to have an ongoing phone conversation with uh, somebody who is not at the same location who can overhear if anything goes wrong and immediately get the police involved. Yep. Number three, don't bring unrelated cards to the trade. Yep. If you do end um, a victim uh, of burglary during a trade, it's much better for only the items you are trying to trade to be stolen and not a load of other unrelated cards. And finally, uh, use a camera hooked up to a stream feed. That's something that's a little bit more difficult, of course. Yep. But if someone uh, seriously wants to trade with you, uh, they will be happy uh, to be filmed doing so. Just make sure your camera is recording as a stream to another device. Yeah. In the event the other party tries to steal your camera f uh, footage, uh, then it wouldn't be lost. Just uh, make sure to get their permission before sharing the video to your social media followers. Not everyone wants to uh, see their face yep. to be publicly revealed, and rightfully so. Uh, and that itself is not a red flag, of course. But uh, yeah, this is only a uh, deterrent and not every thief is uh, camera shy. So uh, yeah, thank you, Pichu fan, for posting that on uh, yep. that uh, E4 forms. But Some very good advice. Very nice summary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what is also important to note is though, these cards were PSA graded cards. So they've got unique serial numbers. So for the thieves to actually sell these, they'll probably have to um, break them out of the cases and get them regraded. Um, because these serial numbers will now be known out there, yeah. so um, yeah. so you know it's it's pretty much a, a fingerprint to be able to to retrace these people if they try if they're stupid enough to resell them <laughs> um, yeah. in their existing PSA cases. Um, 
which which is also something to note. So be wary. If you see any of these graded cards for sale for PSA, just check the serial numbers against the register because I'm sure the the victim of this would have reported those as stolen. Yeah. Um, and those yeah. serial numbers will be reported as well. Yeah. In the this- in the article, sorry, sorry, Julian. No, no, in the article, okay. there's a uh, Facebook post of the victim um, that has shared their uh, no- mobile phone number if you recognize any of these uh, cards. So that's out of the way. Yeah. This this story, it absolutely breaks my heart because as a collector, you engage with other collectors because you like what you're doing. You, you know, you're, you, it's like like you guys said at the start, it's a, ter- it's, a, it's a reflection of the hobby at the moment. It's quite disappointing because this person was a little naive but the act that the thieves have done is deplorable because it's it's theft, but it's also taking advantage of trust. So you know, if this yeah. person was willing to to let someone into their home to to exchange these cards. Like they, there's a level of trust there, um, and that trust should have been respected. See, thieves have no 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 honor among thieves, so they've you know they've taken advantage of it and um and made away with the cards. But these are some absolutely wicked cards, yeah. and. I feel like maybe looking at this, like I just was yeah. looking at the serials. They're from, you know, they start with two. So these cards have been graded years ago. I got a feeling this, these were this person's cards that they graded themselves. So there's a bit of sentimental value there. The monetary value, the monetary monetary value that has been lost now is devastating. But the yeah. the personal value is it can't be replaced, and that sucks a lot. Yeah. Um, one one thing just to add on to what, <clears throat> excuse me, what uh. Zachariah was explaining those those points to consider when you're trading. Um, also, definitely consider insuring your collection if you haven't yet. Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of us have at the moment. If you haven't, look into it. I know in Australia it's as easy as um, I'm not an insurance expert, so just make sure to call your insurance company and discuss with them whether your insurance covers you for for, for values uh, for valuables like these because. Um, you're, you're like like you guys said like some of these have shot up in value and they're worth a lot you know four or five figures so protect your collection and and take every measure you can to protect the monetary value if something else if you've done that and they get lost they get stolen that's life you, you know it sucks it can't be helped but at least try to take every every measure you can to soften the blow um i hope that and i just hope that this person gets some of those cards back and, and it's uh well, I'll be realistic. It's not likely, like Taj said, you can just crack the slab open. But let us let us learn from it, um, and yeah, d- check this story out and just take walk away with some lessons for yourself so that it doesn't happen again. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think in the last year alone, people who might not have thought their collection was valuable suddenly the value has gone up, and even though. We don't have that collection for the monetary value. We have it for the love of the having the collection. It's important to note yeah. that you should protect your. They, they are valuable items, and make sure you've got them yeah. covered appropriately from an insurance point of view. Yeah. Maybe maybe in contrast, would you sell, would you publicly reveal why your expensive Rolex watch or any any other jewelry exactly yeah. <laughs> was uh, hiding? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. For clarif- just for contrast, you wouldn't. No, so exactly. You wouldn't the same with your cards. Just keep that in mind yeah. at all times. Yeah. Of course, you have probably paid 
less than than a friction, maybe one percent or ten percent of the what actual value is right yeah. now. But yeah, come but on, to man. Get them replaced if they ever if if they were ever stolen. Yeah, is yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, I'm it's crazy. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not saying that this is I don't know why they whether this person was publicly flaunting their cards. I don't I don't know. So I'm not making comment to that. But um, it's worth talking about the point that yeah, if you've got it. It's not always worth flaunting it for clout or you know attention. You you you're putting a, a target on your on your head. Be careful. I think it's I think it's perfectly fine, but just don't reveal your address. Yeah, publicly. I guess I guess that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just don't yeah. let people know your exact address. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on now. This this is a story that. Um, really sort of people panicked when they saw it initially but um it's about staff pre-release promos so um we heard a story that in europe they were being told that staff pre-release promos are coming to an end but it's being clarified that they've been put on pause from what we've been told isn't that correct zachariah from a story you broke yesterday yes that's right. Nothing last week. Yeah, it was last yeah, week. Yeah, last week it was about um, yeah. the European sources saying they're yeah. being discontinued. But um, I think you clarified for us all yesterday that um, it's been announced officially that they're being put on pause, um, temporary pause, right. rather than um, indefinitely being discontinued. Yeah, I think there are two. There could be two scenarios going on. Yeah. There could be a miscommunication between uh, the Pokemon Company uh, International London office and uh, Seattle, um, or they could have changed their mind yeah. <laughs> when they when they read the story. But uh, yeah, we, we don't need to overthink it. Yeah. Coming back to the staff promos that have been passed, of course, yeah, makes sense. And I, I, I mean, it's fair to me. Uh, sorry, it's, it sounds fair to me. Um, a lot of lot of uh, stores that and the uh, openness play has been paused uh, because of COVID, yep. and there isn't any in-store uh, pre-release events going on. It's only being sold uh, at re- uh, stores, and um, yeah, the issue is um, we all <laughs> discussed that right now. Uh, the chairs out uh, the staff packs were going for ridiculous amount of money. I think we've discussed it in a podcast as well. Yeah. We did. I think right now uh, one pack is like $1,500. Uh, looking at eBay uh, sold listings, it's insane. Uh, of course, the Charizard. And that itself is not, in my opinion, a huge issue. What my issue is, um, I've heard some stories of uh, the staff that are en- essentially entitled to these cards uh, were being skipped. <laughs> so there's many stores kept them to themselves. And uh, sold them off. That's uh, terrible. Without, yeah, yeah. That, that's terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's my main concern. Yeah, there's just too no- notorious. They've seen Charizard, and you know, it's right now it's Charizard hype hype going on. Yeah, yeah. They, I think that's not uh, not the way to do. And uh, I think the Pokemon Company International maybe have noticed it, but uh, yeah, I think. To put it in perspective, they, they should have known. Come on, Evolutions uh, got the staff promo. Charizard team up uh, has gotten a staff Charizard promo. 
And what, what, what were they thinking if that the people <laughs> would sell it for like 50 euros? No, of course they won't. Uh, come on. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Yeah. But, yeah. I think I, I sort of, uh, you're right, you know, to pause it makes absolute sense. We've not got organized play going on. Pre-releases not being held in stores. So the people who'd be entitled to this are those people who'd help run, organize um, an event for pre-release. And as part of giving up their time and the ability to play in a pre-release, they get staff promo cards, you know, and they were quite collectible, desirable cards. And as that's not going on, we've seen people um, who being able to, I've seen a lot of, it seems like places that don't usually get pre-release kits being getting hold of them. And obviously then those people are getting the staff promos who don't actually hold events as well. So it was a strange one. Um, Obviously, some of the stores that have been hit hard and not running the event, obviously the st- there is no staff there to run an event, so there's no one to actually give the promos to. And if it's helping them to cover overheads for while they've been closed, I can understand that. But then there's been people scalping these and selling them for a huge profit um, from naive stores, I think, as well, who've, who've given these out to, to um, people who've inquired. So... Yeah, I think there's there's two sides of this, but I think, yeah, it's right to pause it. I think that's the absolute right thing to do until organised plays back, essentially, and the right people who are entitled to these get them. And what they do with them, you know, is up to them, but it's nice to have something that only you, somebody who's gone through the professor programme, who's given up the time, who, who regularly helps run Pokemon leagues and pre-releases, get something that's special yeah. and unique that nobody else will get, you know? Yeah, and they, they are officially not meant to be sold. Just to clarify yeah. that, yes, not yeah, meant that's, to that's right. On the pack. Officially, that's yeah. the Pokemon Company stance on it. So yeah, let the let the people that are like like Taj said. I feel like that's a really important point. Let the people that put the hard yakker in or put the hard work in, um, yeah, re- reap the benefits of that. I'll get I'll get the yeah the 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 gesture. It's it's what it is. It's a it's a thank you. Don't yeah. um, don't turn it into something else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's the staff uh, promo um, issue out the way. Um, let's move on to something that's been trademarked. So, some potential new type of V card, um, V Union. The word V Union's been trademarked. Um, having a history of tag team in the previous generation um, of Pokemon cards, V Union sounds very very similar um, to maybe two Pokemon getting together or it could mean something else entirely. What are your thoughts guys? Well yeah, if I may start (laughs) Uh, don't overthink it, V Union Um, of course there might be a new mechanic coming but it's obviously meant for uh, the Crown Tundra DLC uh, of Pokemon Sword and Shield that uh, Kelly Rex, yeah. <laughs> legendary Pokemon, was it mythical or legend? I don't know. But any anyway, um, it, it's, it's going to fuse with uh, Spectrier. And uh, yeah, of course, I think there will be a Kelly Rex V and Spectrier V. They will fuse together on, on potentially a new card, like a, some, some sort of legend card or, or something like that. And I think we shouldn't overthink that. That's obviously going to happen. Uh, and what we got, we don't know. But I need to expect some uh, crazy cards coming. <laughs> and uh, it's obviously going to um, be uh, including 
Carrie Lex, Kelly Rex. <laughs> it's a very difficult name to pronounce. Inspector. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's not confirmed yet, yeah. of course, but everyone knows S7 um, will be going to be the Crown Tundra uh, cards. No, S6, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me, S6. And um, yeah, we'll just see what happens. Uh, very cool. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's it's you don't want to speculate too much on on things like these because you you don't want to be wrong, um, yeah. you don't want to be so far off the mark or, or lead people on. But I, I think uh, Zachariah, you've hit it on the head. We sort of have an idea of what it's going to be. I saw it absolutely hilarious. I'm actually still laughing about it. Um, tweet from Brad Anderson uh, speculating what he thought V Union was going to be, and he's got a very crudely drawn um, illustration of a Shadow Rider Calyrex V Union. <laughs> it's uh. It, it looks like it's going to just straight up be a counter to, and we'll talk about this when we move on to um, single strike master and battle stars. It looks like it's it's going to release to directly counter uh, the Urshifu V and V Max cards um, because it's going to be weak to most likely Calyrex. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but it's going to be exciting. It's it's always good when there's a new mechanic. Um, and I don't I, I don't want to skip too far ahead to battle stars, but new mechanics are great. Um, like these and they're exciting to speculate on because new mechanics is what keeps the DCG fresh um, for existing players, but also makes it uh, exciting or appealing to new players because if there's a new mechanic that looks cool, well, then people are like, oh, okay, well, that looks kind of cool. I might want to, I might jump in now. So yeah, we'll see what happens, but it should be, uh, it should be similar to, 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 to mechanics that we've seen in the past, just going off the name. But don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and then the next thing is about some more trademarks, which is EV Heroes, Blue Sky Stream, and Skyscraping Perfect, um, have all been trademarked. And again, all we can do is speculate here because we have no details. All it is is trademarks. Um, but you mentioned in your article that Blue Sky Stream has been used before Zachariah in the 2004 set of Clash of the Blue Sky. Yeah, I think it was not not fully and not entirely, but um, yeah, 2 one two, two, three. Um, Yeah, so that um, I think it was the word Soku, I think it was Blue Sky, was uh, mentioned, be- uh, was used before in, um, in what we know as EX Deoxys, which uh, is of course a set that uh, features Deoxys. And also uh, Rayquaza. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't know yet, but it could uh, indicate uh, these two might be coming in uh, yeah that uh, Blue Sky Stream um, trademarked uh, name, if that's indeed a uh, set. Um, but, yeah, at this point, uh, legendary cards, uh, legendary Pokemon have returned um, in the, the Sword and Shield. So uh, there's a huge possibility it could uh, be uh, around that. Yeah, I'm really excited about EV Heroes. I like evolutions as it is, so I'm hoping <laughs> it's going to be a set full of every single evolution. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. But um, Julian, any any thoughts on uh, these trademarks? Again, very speculative, um, just names at the moment. But yeah, yeah. Look, the the names when I saw the them trademarked, I think we all sort of knew what they were going to be. They're going to be uh, new expansions. The names, they just absolutely, they they, they breathe uh, new expansion just by the way that they're named, like EV Heroes, yeah, Blue Sky yeah, Screams, yeah. Sky Stripping Perfect. 
Um, skyscraping perfect sounds awesome. Uh, I don't know <laughs> anything about it, but the name sounds super intense. Um, so I'm looking forward to whatever that is. Uh, something that uh, I find funny with um, Japanese expansion names is that they use words that you typically wouldn't use when you're speaking Japanese. So a big one was um, Gyoten no Boroteka for shocking vault tackle. You you would never say, and and it got it got locally trans uh, translated to like amazing vault tackle or like astonishing vault tackle. I think uh, a lot of people, if you watch anime, you'll know this straight off the bat. But you know the word for amazing or you know really cool is sugoi, right? Um, not not gyoten. So it's a it's a it's a, a way though of like adding flavor and character to the name. You know, yep. vivid voltage sounds exciting in English. So gyoten no boroteka sounds exciting in Japanese. Um, skyscraping perfect. You don't say uh maten the the word that they've used there for skyscraper this the japanese word for skyscraper is a uh, koso kenshiku right so you, you never point at a skyscraper and say oh, it's a maten roll like you just don't say it but it sounds cool so uh maten perfecto it sounds like i don't know <laughs> it sounds exciting so i'm looking forward to it you've you've hooked me creatures inc you've hooked me on the name alone so um you don't even need to show me the cards i'm gonna buy it <laughs> Excellent. It could be uh, referred to uh, to Gerard Ludon and uh, Zygarde. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Gerard Ludon does look a bit like a skyscraper, doesn't it? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll see um, Stack Attacker again, another one, or oh, yes. who knows? On yeah. 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 Awesome. Not everyone's uh, everyone's uh, chase Pokemon, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, S5A, Matchless Fighters, Clara and Avery sets being revealed. So some amazing artwork on this. Uh, I do love um, what they've shown. So it's um, a special product called Matchless Fighters, Clara and Avery set. Comes out um, the same day as the main set comes out. It'll cost uh, 11,500 yen. So it's similar to what we've seen in the past. Um you basically get two matchless fighter booster boxes in this box. You get deck sleeves of um, Clara, uh, deck sleeves of Avery, so um, 64 sleeves, so two deck sleeves. You get a deck box and a card storage box. Um, the card storage box is pretty standard to what we've seen recently. It's the slimline um, box. Yep from what I can tell. Um, the way they usually do this, they usually can put the bigger boxes in there as well. Sometimes you get the um, subset boxes are smaller, but I think they're going to be sort of standard size box, but you, they sort of have the box half open with a sleeve around it. We had that with the Marnie box, I think. Um, so um, the Nessa one was more closed because they had the smaller high class set slim boxes in there. But um, yeah. Yeah. It looks really interesting. Love the artwork on it. And obviously it reveals a bit more um, of what we could expect in those sets. We're probably going to see both of these as supporters in that set, potentially even full art supporters as SR cards. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think of this product? Again, I think it's a Pokemon Center exclusive, isn't it? They usually are. Yeah, yep. this, this has a Pokemon card gym. Yeah. So uh, yeah, expect it to be uh, at least exclusive to Pokemon card gym stores yes. and uh, Pokemon Center Japan. So yeah. Well, one okay. There's a couple things with this set. <clears throat> um, just to note that this one, this is Matchless Fighters. So this is yep. coming out after 
uh, Single Strike Master and Rapid Strike Master, which is coming right. out January 22nd. So we won't see this till March 19, and we don't know a whole lot about this set. Um, we know that we're potentially going to see some special art cards maybe make their return in this set. Um, I get the feeling that so, – so this special set getting revealed at this stage – made me a little excited, not just because the product itself looks cool, um, but because, Taj, like you said, the shape of the box is a big hint as to what we might see in this expansion because the shape of the box and the format of the release is similar to the Marnie set. And the Marnie set was for Legendary Heartbeat. So yeah. with Legendary Heartbeat, we saw, uh, the, we saw the expansions get mixed up a little bit. You know, we had 20 booster packs per box and we had seven cards per pack and we saw that that's when uh in, in legendary heartbeat you got a rare or higher in every pack um you also got occasionally v or v max cards in the same pack and that was so that you know it's easy to get those cards so that you could play them so this set looking the way that it does gives me the feeling that matchless fighters in march japan is gonna mix it up again um, we might see something similar to what we saw with legendary heartbeat where the format of the release changed and Maybe that might mean that the cards and the way and, 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 the, and the, the V or V Max cards that you get inside a pack may change also. Um, maybe the special arts then would get treated the way that Amazing Rares did in Legendary Heartbeat. I don't know. This is all speculation, but uh, and it's speculation of a, a, a product description for a box, but um, it's interesting. I like to just yeah think what could happen and 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 uh, yeah, I think it's. It's not too far fetched, really. Like, we'll find out more as we get closer to to March. Right now, there's not. It's it's all baseless, and it's like I said, it's crazy that they showed this before S five is even released. But it's exciting, and the set looks nice too. So that's a plus. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, as you say, to to show this so early is is a bit of a surprise. But then again, I think I don't think this product has got any pre release. Uh, benefits because I know Pokemon um, Center Online have had an initiative recently of the last year or so where you can pre-order two or three sets at the same time and you get a pre-order bonus and I think they were giving like um, A4 sleeve files as a bonus. The Um, the Lapras sleeves most recently. So um, as an incentive for you to sort of almost lock in your pre-order for two or three sets. But from my understanding, I don't think this is one of those products that you lock in because it's a it's a special. No, box. it's not. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so for point. them to release it at this point, all the artwork for it, it was a bit. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised. Um, but then again, why not? You know, give people a teaser. <laughs> yeah. So, get, get people talking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. There are. I think. Maybe they're striking while the iron's hot, uh, as Crown Tundra has just released. So yeah. keeping it, keeping it in uh, in the in the sphere. Absolutely. And I think these characters um, are they not, were they not featured in a recent Pokemon anime episode? Um, I think I saw I'm a trailer a- <laughs> of these two characters um, recently. So I think maybe they are sort of. As you say, while while it's sort of hot topic, getting it out there to yeah, get people yeah. excited about it. If I may, uh, if I may talk, um, 
that artwork, I'll explain to you why um, Coin Tundra Pokemon are on that artwork. Um, yeah, I, I was asking myself, someone told me, hey, uh, Clara and Avery, if you uh, complete in the game the, the Crown Tundra DLC, if you visit them again, they will have a, a Crown Tundra Pokemon. Ah. <laughs> so that Galarian um, uh, Slow King, for example, that's not in Crown Tundra initially, but it, it all makes sense when wow. you uh, rebattle them again. Oh, so that's, uh, that's that. <laughs> okay. Jeez, there's always a reason, isn't yeah. there? <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that covers our main news topics. Um, we're now going to discuss some major news that came out this week. I don't think this pod this podcast is quite long as it is, but I, this is now the main talk. But this stuff just came out literally <laughs> three days ago, and whoa, was this a huge amount of stuff that came out all at once? I think. I was literally at work and suddenly my phone started pinging like crazy because everything was just sort of all these notifications coming through. I was like, oh my God, you know, um, and I just still don't think I've digested it all. But yes, um, it's all about Single Strike Master, Rapid Strike Master, S5 in Japan um, was announced. And obviously at the same time, pretty much, uh, they announced Battle Styles expansion in English. So let's let's talk about the Japanese set first of all. S5. We we already knew the names of this set. Um because I, I pre-ordered it like back in I can't even remember now. I think it was like August. August? Yeah, August. It's a long time ago. Yeah, and yeah. even the um sort of the premium trainer boxes, the elite trainer boxes were, were available quite early as well. Um, so the names were known and we knew what this set was going to be about. But um, yeah, to see everything finally get revealed and wow, what a reveal it was. Um, the official trailer came out, both sets were revealed with the artwork, the Pokemon partners sort of that go with um, the Rapid Strike and Single Strike Urshifu. I have to admit, I haven't played any of the expansions. I've completed Pokemon Shield, but I've not played the expansions. So I am a bit um, unaware of some of these Pokemon and the single strike and rapid strike mechanics. But um, looks absolutely fantastic. And obviously there's loads of promos as well. I know, Julian, you covered this in a really good video you did um, based on Zachariah's articles um, going through all of this. Um, and the promos and how you go about obtaining certain promos as well. Um, yeah. But let's talk about the sets to begin with. What do you guys think? Um, yep, yep. Tip typical sort of Japanese first set of a new year. They're split in two. Um, we've seen this in the past in year one and year two of Sun and Moon as well. Um, um, what do you think of the artwork of the sets themselves? I know I know. Zachariah loved the artwork, didn't you, Zach? I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I, th I yeah. think it looks stunning, the artwork. If this is, if they're going to be doing this kind of artwork, um, what disappointed me though was when I saw some of the V cards, Um, there are quite a few of them, which are by 5BAM, Planeta, CG Works. Um, so very great artwork, but very um, CGI style. And mm. the one that really caught my eye was Tyranitar looked looked quite nice. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, looking at the artwork of the pack artwork, 
um especially like when you see the english artwork in an almost hand-drawn style gives you real hope for seeing more of that artwork going forward in year two it's a hope yeah if uh, let me uh the reason why some of these uh, cars are CG, um, uh, 3D CG is, um, I think, I think for many uh, new uh, Pokemon, for example, uh, um, Eternatus, for example, uh, everyone I think knows uh, the illustrator Autobot Tesla, uh, that also um, is he's an artist and he has uh, some insight of potentially what uh, how cards uh, may be uh, designed and he told me uh, when infinity zone yeah s3 infinity zone which is our darkness ablaze set um eternatus was being introduced and there was also a um, cgi style card and i think it may be the reason is why to set a, a kind of reference for future cards of the same uh, Pokemon and I think that's a very interesting uh, take on it um, some of these indeed essentially five band graphics are uh, the creatures their own studio if I'm not mistaken that has these uh, models in there of course they are uh, direct <laughs> partners to uh, Game Freak um, so yeah they know what to do with these models and um, what I do see I see uh, indeed Planeta, uh, for example, also doing these cards. So it's uh, more indeed a here's our model and uh, yeah, create reference uh, for us. Here's, here's the reference of the Pokemon and uh, yeah, set a, set, a, set a tone for uh, future cards. And um, I think for many base set uh, stuff, I think you shouldn't expect crazy stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Um, that's that's my take on it and in um up next future sets we'll see some more uh in my opinion uh better looking cards uh so yeah it's very in my opinion it's for base set it looks uh good but uh yeah we we will obviously see more uh, amazing stuff in the future yeah so, uh, yeah that's my take on it yeah i actually had someone comment this morning on my video and said that they were a little <clears throat> they were a little bit disappointed by the illustration for the Tyranitar. And I don't mind it. And I, I totally understand, Zach, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, there's a, a language and a reference point that they're going for with the illustrations for V cards and they sort of got to stick to it. And I think we know well and truly by now it's uh, CG, which is fine. Um, but this one, the Tyranitar and the Empoleon, they're drawn by Ayaka Yoshida and they aren't super exciting i think empoleon looks nice i i, I like the pose empoleon striking but um yeah they, they mentioned they weren't happy with the tyranitar but i think the thing is like you said don't expect anything crazy yeah. straight away um when you see a full art though then th then we'll know you know i think the secret rare or the super rares will be more um involved of an illustration so those cards i have no doubt that the uh super rares for those pokemon are going to be awesome i'm really excited to see what they do with Tyranitar and Polyon. And I'm excited to see what other V cards we get, like which other, if we're going to see more Gen 2, Gen 3, Gen 4, um, fighting type Pokemon. Like, geez, I'd be down for that. I'm not going to say no, whether it's CG or illustrated, but we'll see. I, 
it would be very strange. It would be a uh, uh, jarring, I think, if they went to a different style of illustration for V cards now after having this design language for the whole year. Yeah. Um, and I think I think matchless fighters and you know this allusion to the, the, alluding to special arts coming back is going to be when they mix it up and we start to see different styles of illustration. So hang tight. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I like Oshifu VMAX, uh, Rapid Strike, the blue one. That's my personal favorite for the VMAX cards. I, I like the blue and the white. It makes it look, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not an expert in fighting styles, but it gives me like a Taekwondo sort of feeling when I look at it. <laughs> yep. um, and I like the eyes are white, lit up. It's a nice card. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I think the, the other thing was... When when they announced this, it was insanity. Like my phone blew up, your phone blew up. I imagine, yeah, Zacharias went off it. That I think the first thing Zacharias, you messaged me was slow down, please. Um, yeah, please. I, I, yeah. I, I, I saw every I saw everything drop, and I was just like, I can't TPCI creatures. I can't believe you've done this. Like <laughs> both on the same day uh, was a lot, but it's so exciting. Like. It's uh, it's going to be a fun set. I know people. I've seen this is just what I've seen uh, online. People's reception to it. You know, I saw somebody say, "Oh, this is going to be the Crimson Invasion of Sword and Shield," and I don't think that's true. No, 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 I don't, no, no and I don't no. think it's true because this is introducing a new mechanic to the TCG. So, yeah. Um, if you if you read the article, you guys will know this. If you haven't, I'll explain it. But you've got two different styles now for uh these fighting or for, for Pokemon in this set. So there's rapid strike, which is um, supposed to lean towards like uh, tactical or sneaky moves, or, you know, it's a slow build up. Um, and single strike, which is supposed to be huge, heavy blows, you know, you're wiping out Pokemon in one hit, right? So this is mixing up the play. That's instantly a bonus for the, for the expansion as to what it brings because it's mixing it up. Right. Um, it's also changing older Pokemon. So like Octillery comes back, um, Yen Xiao comes back and they've, they've got new abilities. Whereas if you just brought back Octillery for the fun of it, like what's it doing? You know, it's it's boring. So um, this is breathing life into older Pokemon in a way and and giving a reason to bring back some older Pokemon cards. Um, I think it's bloody exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I don't think it's the Crimson Invasion of uh, Sword and Shield at all. And it's only a sign of things to come. We're going to start to see more with V Union. Again, we were talking about that before. That's a sign that we're going to see more mechanics introduced this year. So that's a plus for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, from a player's point of view, I think this is really, really exciting because, as you say, you know, it's it's introducing new mechanics. It makes you be a lot more thoughtful about the direction you're going to choose, which Pokemon you're potentially going to choose. It is pretty much choosing sides you know which Mm, side are mm. you are you taking because based upon which side you take um you're going to be harnessing those mechanics and those cards that complement it and those particular energies um and you could possibly mix them up but and people will try and mix it up as well you know um Mm. but yeah i think it's it's sort of the you know it introduces something nice and different i mean i wasn't around when you had was it um Team Magma and um, Team Aqua. Yeah, Aqua. Yeah. Um, at that time, there were sort of, I, 
you know, with the, I don't know if the mechanics there were separated as well with, but no, um, no but I think it was. Did that set. Yeah. Yeah. EX, uh, EX um, uh, Team Aquas. No, EX Team Magma vs. Uh, Team Aqua. And you had, uh, like, indeed, um, Team Magma's uh, Sharpedo. No, sorry, Team Aqua's Sharpedo or Team uh, Magma's Camerupt, for example. Yeah, these Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but but I think this is interesting, definitely, how it's mixing it up, bringing something new, and especially for players, it'll be a new, exciting mechanic to try and work their heads around. So, yeah, um, I'm excited, definitely. Might even get to stop playing again now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 a excellent return point. Uh, we were talking about this before, like, it's, you see a new mechanic and you're like, oh, what's this? Like, it's... It, it gets your attention very quickly. Like yeah. that's you, you know, um, a, a, a friend of mine mentioned that they didn't like the logo. I personally, I, I, I love it. I love anything that looks sort of like when I look at the, uh, when I say the logo, I mean the emblem um, <clears throat> for rapid strike or single strike. I look at it and it gives me um, a cross between like seventies and like early two thousands sort of vibe. So that's yeah, just looking absolutely, at it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funky. And it's like, and then you see that and you're like, what does that do? Like, what does that mean? Um, it could, be a little bit you might i don't know some people might say it looks a bit tacky because it's just plonked there but i like it but it it for a newcomer it you see it and you're like what does this mean oh and then someone explains it, it you know you can build your deck this way you can build it that way you can maybe have a bit have a maybe your whole deck isn't revolved around that style maybe you know you just um you dabble in it the possibilities yeah. are endless and it's it's just a another opportunity to get more players into the game and more collectors which is always always a positive so it's it's going to be a cool set. Um, there's just a lot. I think we're gonna we, should we dig into how much is involved in this set in terms of product or promos? Cause yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so first of all, each set is seventy plus cards in Japan. So it's, this hitting the market January twenty second, um, and you'll have seventy plus cards in each set. So that's one hundred and forty odd cards. Now, generally speaking, the English sets would be made up two-thirds of this set would make up the English set and then you have another set making up the other third. Um, so this is going to be the bulk of um, the English set, which is obviously going to be battle styles um, when it comes out. Um, but So that'll be interesting to see if they add another set in there or not because uh, battle styles is confirmed to be over 160 cards as a base second year sort of set. Yeah. Um, and Something this like this is going to give us easily 160 cards with the full arts yep. and everything. So they might just utilize these two sets to make that one set for a change um, rather than having one of the um, other subsets incorporating cards in there as well. So that's interesting um, to start with. And then we have, like like you say, there are numerous products coming out as well. So should we talk about the Japanese stuff? Um I Maybe think, let's let's talk about the English first because it's easiest. The, the yeah. Japanese stuff gets quite involved. <laughs> okay. So the English products coming out, um, we've got obviously um, on the day, I think we've got obviously booster packs. We've got the ETB. Um, let me see if I can bring this all up. Yep. Zachariah, do you want to talk through this one? I think. Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, go for it. Sure. We've got the usual stuff we'd expect from a set release, haven't we? Yeah, um, 
no one new new install products. What is missing are theme deck uh, products. That's true. Yep. So um, potentially, um, like I told in um, the previous podcast, when uh, the V battle decks were revealed, I was hoping <laughs> that theme decks will be uh, replaced with uh, that product. Yep. And uh, it's it seems to be uh, it's it's a possibility. Um, I don't confirm they are discontinued or replaced, but uh, yeah, they are not at the distributor right now. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> Finally, we have something uh, very cool uh, coming via uh, Team Dex. So I think that's a huge, huge plus and upgrade from the, the old style, uh, the current style we have with only one... Uh, regular uh, cracked ice hollow in there. I think it's Um, a massive jump and I think they've probably learned from Japan. Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we've we've seen how successful, first of all, the GX decks were. Um, That month that the GX starter decks came out in Japan caused sales to surge by 400%, I believe it was. And then we had the famous um, card drought of 2018 in Japan, didn't we? And the queues yeah. for set releases were insane. I think when Sh- Ultra Shiny GX came out st- soon after that, the queues were literally r- a mile long into the Pokemon centers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Metro station. Yeah. Up it to was, the, the Pokemon center. Yeah. Yeah. You there's, know, a, there's a so, photo, isn't there, from um, from Brace Gaming that yeah, he took he, when he was there. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, out yeah. there. You know, one of my friends, uh, Dora Bazora, she was like, panicking trying to get sets and sitting in a tube station because the queue was that far um so yeah it was it was crazy times and even then ever since then when the v starter decks come out as well the success of them has been huge because you know you got a 500 yen product which (laughs) it's is great value and you can get cards out of there Mm -hmm. and make you know mash them up and make decks and and just as almost like they, they use them as pre-release tournaments almost as well. You go there, you use a sealed deck, um, you play with it, and you win promo cards. So I think we've missed having such solid decks with, with desirable cards in them, as you've said. Yeah. You know, getting a shadow foil of a regular hollow, that's great. But if a kid walks into their you know supermarket and sees a deck with a V card in it, of a Pokemon they really like. They're like, oh my God, I can get a V card straight away, you know, by yeah. buying that deck. Yeah. It makes it a lot more desirable. Um, yeah. And yeah, and Not it even makes it a lot more powerful and playable. You know, you can go to your Pokemon League and potentially mix up some exactly. cards and you've got V cards and, V, you know, potentially VMAX decks coming out that, that you can uh, just mix and add. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, if I may, uh, yeah, as a professor myself, yep. hey, you need to buy a team deck, but everyone plays GX or V cards. Yeah. Yeah, and you need to buy packs for. No, I, I think that's wrong in my opinion. Yeah. Of course, from business standpoint, it's, it's ideal indeed. Hey, you buy a team deck and buy a bunch of packs and come back. Yep. No, I yep. think, including, a, yeah, it's not that the Venusaur and Blasters aren't uh, very. Uh, playable cards you know it's yeah. a, bit, a little bit on the basic side and that's perfectly fine uh, you need to learn how to play this game and many many decks include uh, are include some uh, ultra rare cards yeah give it to them 
what does it matter? Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it, it isn't a staple card. So that's it's amazing. And indeed, the V started deck cards uh, in Japan. That that's that's insanity level of <laughs> of perk marketing for like. Uh, if you buy two decks, which are, is even less than a theme deck here, I think you can uh, buy five, uh, three decks for the price of one theme deck. We have literally uh, a consistent deck, even if it's not competitively uh, good. You can still buy, uh, you can still create a deck for less than fifteen dollars, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Absolutely. And. Yeah, that's why I'm happy they could potentially be replaced as as V uh, 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 team next. So yeah, very cool. I think we've seen a positive trend with this. I think um, the Battle Academy product um, that was released, which is a home sort of desktop um, game where where you play with a board, almost like a board game deck. I'm sorry, Mm. Matt. And you've got the, the, the three decks that come with that. You've had the um, trainer's toolkit. You've had the league battle decks. We've had some solid products coming out, which are super playable out the box. And I think with the V decks now, um, we're getting more of those products, which which are great for kids who are starting the game um, and want something. And you've got different levels of it now, whether your battle academy's beginners level, you know, the league um, battle decks are more pro level so you've got stuff that you can pick up learn and then move on to the next level you know so i think it's really really good what they're doing um and doing away with the generic theme decks is a positive sign i think yeah 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 i think uh in terms of spec because we haven't seen what v cards will be in those theme decks have we uh that the these decks have we yeah i think so I'll just jump forward a very quick moment. In the premium trainer box in Japan, there's two. There's one for Ichigeki Master and one for Rengeki Master. You get a promo or you get a, a, a set, a, a premium trainer box exclusive Urshifu V for the yep. respective set. So I think we'll most likely see those cards be the V card that we get in the English release. That makes the most logical yeah. sense to me. And they, they have a different move set to the Urshifu V that you get inside the actual um, expansion. So that makes that makes the most sense to me. We, to be fair, I think we'll probably see those in tins that will come out you reckon? Um, yeah. soon after. You usually get the the tins like we had with Zeshian and Zamazenta. Um, but those were the same moves, weren't they? They were just alternate art. That's um, right, yeah. But, yeah, because the th- in the Elite Trainer Boxes, you're not going to get promos in the English Elite Trainer Boxes. Um, no. The... They've done what they do normally at the first set of the year. They've got two different elite trainer boxes, one for each color. Like we had that at Sun and Moon base set. We had one for Sol Galea, one for Lunala, and then we had it in Ultra Prism again, where we had um, for Ultra, um, gosh, for the Ultra Prism. <laughs> I, I've forgotten them already. You know, basically Necrozoma, the... Necrozuma. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so, so we've seen it. We've seen it before, and we had it with Sword and Shield base set as well, didn't we? So yeah, again, we've got it again where they split, obviously, for the two different um, styles. And and I th- my favorite 
promo out of all these is obviously that Eevee's quite a nice one in the triple blister pack. Um, but I really like the Charmander as well that's in the single blister. Yeah, which, that's cute. Um, which looks really nice as well. And um, that amazing Jolteon um, promo, which I think you've already mentioned, Zachary. There was a Eevee that matched yeah. this artwork, wasn't there? Was it this? That's correct. Yeah, which is which we haven't seen. So um, that'll be interesting. That's the. I think. If, if got, I may, oh, sorry, go, go for it, Zach. If if I may come back to the to the Urshfi promos you have uh, mentioned before, in October there were um, product placeholders uh, at distributors that uh, that have no uh, release date, and they mentioned V Battlestar box. And the VMAX Battlestyle box. And uh, the first one is $20. And the VMAX one is $25. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> Explains all. Yeah. Battlestyle box. Yeah, we, we know what Battlestyle is now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see where in the future. Cool. So, that, that's good. That's good. It's good that they're going to be accessible, I think, is the main point. And that's, yeah. that's very important to uh, building yeah. a deck. With, with the ETVs, it looks like, uh, like you said, there's no promo in them. It's just energy cards, eight packs. Uh, yeah, it's just standard Vu, set ETB. Slings, it's not yeah. um, a special set one would have 10 packs and a promo, but this is just a standard release set uh, cycle. Yep. So it's it's what you'd expect in your standard release cycle yep. um, ETB. Your player's guide, eight packs, some sleeves and dividers and, and um, appropriate colored dice and mo- um, damage markers. So yeah, it's, it's going to be blue for me, guys. Not a not a fan of the yeah. red colorway. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also blue. I, I forgot sapphire. We'll make um, uh, uh, alpha sapphire. Uh, I'm always on a, on a blue side. There you go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Taj, be carefully. Yeah, um, I would probably <laughs> blue. yeah blue. The blue one looks good to me. So yeah, welcome. <laughs> like uh, the, the, the bloods and the crips uh, and the gangs. <laughs> <laughs> <Not that serious. laughs> yeah. um, so those are the products so we've got the booster box two different etbs we've got the um blister packs obviously and we've got again which we've seen before are those um sort of evolution line blisters so we've got corvanite so the rickety line and the lavatar line with tyranitar of cards we've seen in darkness ablaze Yep. Um, That's right. So they don't get um, S, they don't get um, they get their darkness ablaze card numberings. And st- um, they don't have specific promos on those because obviously they're part of that set's rotation. Um, f- so yeah, you'll get those as well. So that's the English product release. Uh, they'll all be released March nineteenth. Um, so it's good to good to see all of that. And going back to the Japanese, we have got quite a few products coming out on yep. release day. Um, so a lot of the merchandise has been released. It was uh, put up on Poke Guardian yesterday. So we've got the corresponding uh, deck boxes, which you just, which you're guaranteed to see for each set. Uh, the sleeves that match those deck boxes. We've got the wide storage box, We've got the nice plastic storage box, which I love. I've got a couple of those from uh, 
sword and shield base set they're fantastic and stackable you've got uh, the a4 folder which usually comes with ten nine pocket pages but i love those japanese yep. pocket pages because they've got a tab on the top that stops the cards falling out if you hold the folder upside down and you've got the little um container to keep your damage markers and dice in as well so some nice products there all coming out on the same date as a set so if you like those get your pre-orders in um these are usually available from most resellers and not specifically tied to the pokemon center so these are available um, from amazon japan and other resellers as well um so you don't necessarily have to look at Pokemon Center only exclusives with those. So and yeah, I, I like the folders. Personally, I'm a sucker for folders like oh, that. I love the folders, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you you're the same as me. We love just the art on full display. No yep. interruptions. Just yeah. It's they're really nice. Again, the uh rapid strike one. It's got me it's got its hooks into me. I can't get over it. So, but I, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that the folder design is one design with one on either side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is the way they usually do it. So it's great. So you get both artworks on the same folder. Yeah. I tend to buy two of them anyway, just to. I, I like those folders just to keep my Japanese promos in. Great folder because mm. you only get ten pages in there, so back to back, you know, it's 180 cards. So it's a great way just to store the sort of year's worth of promos that you end up getting, which is quite nice. Mm. But yeah, so there's, cool. There's a, a lot to digest with um, Rapid Strike and Single Strike in Japan. So we've got, like we mentioned earlier, there's two booster boxes, one yep. for each uh, expansion. So Ichigeki Master has got its own, that's Single Strike Urshifu, and Rengeki Master has got uh, Rapid Strike Urshifu. They both got 70 cards plus the secret or the super reds. And we know that they're going to have different cards in them because different cards have been revealed for each set, which makes sense. Yep. Um, in terms of product, we've got the premium trainer boxes. So they're like a Japanese ETB. Yep. Um, and they're, they're really cool because they come with cards. They come with Pokemon cards and trainer cards. So you can buy one of those and start building a deck very quickly in Japan. I, I think one of them comes with uh, Deden GX, which is almost out of rotation i think um or close to so you could still use it I, off the top of my head i don't know if that's still in rotation in japan um but again it's 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 it, the incentive to buy those is there because you can very quickly start playing um you get you get a little container as well for the damage counters which is cool but you don't get any sleeves so it's a bit disappointing um yeah. i mean they've done that product pretty much every year over every the last time. few years yeah. yeah and i love them because yeah. like as you say they give you a sealed i think they usually give you like a sealed block of energy in there as well but they give you a sealed block of staple trainer cards and items which mm. as you say you know you can you get 15 packs in there as well i think so yep, you can open right. those packs plus with those um item and trainer cards you can essentially build a deck competitive deck with what you pull there and then um with with the cards you've got so yeah great product if you're in japan and want to get into playing and you haven't started playing um, but it's mm. almost like a trainer's toolkit as such with the pack that's right it's exactly. a between a trainer's toolkit and an elite trainer box is the way i, I yeah. it's best to describe it um but really great products i love them yeah i try and always get hold of at least one 
of each when they come out now. I've missed out on a few in the past, but like this one, I've made sure I got my pre-order in early. So I've got one of each because they just <laughs> they really are nice products. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that, uh, that dice tin should fit in your deck box, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It should fit in there, yeah. They're very, very, in Japan, they're a lot more um, thoughtful about the ergonomics of how they make these um compact yeah designs of these boxes so that so those boxes are perfectly designed to fit behind the divider in your deck box to hold your coins and your uh, damage markers in um that yeah they fit i mean i had that um remember the big battle box that came out that with that um the one with a, a lowland friends promo and the pikachu yeah, 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 yeah that had the really nice leather uh, deck box in there and again the 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 small box that held all your damage markers it's fit perfectly oh, in that yeah. deck box it was it really was really nice yeah very nice it was a limited master battle set that's I think the one it was called. yeah yeah um, sadly it did not contain real leather uh, i yes, would have it was extra for that but yeah that that i use it still as my personal deck box and, and indeed deck case yeah. the dice case it's so and, and the deck box of that is I think twice as large maybe like 60-70% larger than the usual ones so it will fit indeed very nicely double sleeve cards uh, with a dice uh, box indeed in there which also is square perfectly square yeah. so um, uh, square dice uh, will fit in there perfectly with a uh, small separate um, divider in there as well and a um and a tab that will hold your gx marker yeah it's just japanese uh, thought on yeah it also <laughs> had a space with a little I, I, pen that came with it in there as well didn't it yeah, so exactly. <laughs> very well it's thought amazing. out product that was yeah um but yeah <laughs> i mean this yeah those are um premium uh trainer boxes in this set are going to be awesome and like you said the promos you also um are aware of julian you covered this quite well about the separate promos you get with each when you purchase uh each yeah, box yes so that's right so it this is <laughs> this is cool and also like Wow. Okay. Um, the cool part is that when you buy a box of Ichigeki Master or Rengeki Master in Japan, you're going to get um, a Cinderace V, uh, a single strike Cinderace V card with Ichigeki Master, and you'll get a rapid strike Rillaboom V with Rengeki Master. So that's good because you get a promo card with each box. Um, you're also going to get a ticket with, with that purchase, right? And that ticket, you've got to hold on to it because that ticket lets you get the VMAX version of the corresponding card in March when Matchless Fighters releases. So you've got to hold on to that ticket. And then when you go to a participating store, so like a Pokemon Center um, or a Pokemon Gym in Japan, and noting that this is all Japan exclusive, you take that ticket, you buy 10 booster packs of the next expansion, you'll get the corresponding um, Cinderace VMAX or Rillaboom VMAX. Now those Pokemon cards have different movesets so they're different cards and they're gonna have different well the, the v cards have got different illustrations the v maxes will too it's crazy but it's cool <laughs> so yes. if you're in japan um definitely try and get them they're going to be highly coveted promo cards i think 
Yeah. If I may uh, add to that story, I think the image uh, showed that the VMAX uh, versions will be Gigantamax versions. So that would be uh, a first uh, right. to the TCG. Oh. So before that, we only had the Dynamax uh, starters. So uh, yeah, that uh, will be very interesting. <laughs> so if, yeah, yeah if, if they're world first, this is going to get, it adds another level to it. It's <laughs> one, um, I, I, I wish it was, I wish it was available outside of Japan and two, I wish it was easier. <laughs> yeah, this is only uh, a thing, only in Japan uh, campaign. Mm. Like, like this would only be indeed manageable in Japan only. Yeah. And uh, I think in the rules, I, I did not uh, check very uh uh, good, but I think there were criteria. If your ticket has been uh, dirty or something, we will not accept it. Correct. That's only details you only see in Japan. Yeah, yes, <laughs> make make sure you put that ticket into a a penny sleeve and a top loader and look yeah, after exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> but the other thing is, when you buy one of each box, so you'll get your your um two promos, but then you'll get a promo of the honey full art supporter as Correct. well. Um, with the dual stamps on it, which um, I'm looking forward to. As you all know, I like to collect my full art supporters and I'll probably be aiming to get a page of this as well, like I did with Hop and Pokemon Center Lady. So yeah, looking forward <laughs> to that as well. This will be a good one. And also before I forget myself, <laughs> in Battle Styles, uh, Mimikyu V was confirmed. Yes. That was not part of the Japanese uh, uh, story. Interesting. So, uh, very interesting because uh, it has a fan base, meaning UV. So uh, if if special cards will come in S5, which I think uh, it won't be, I think that will would be introduced in S5A. Um, but, um, I don't think it will be in the Japanese S5. I think it rather, uh, rather will be a, a promo card, uh, like maybe a gym promo in Japan or uh, S5A. Something like that. Uh, I don't expect it in uh, in S five Rapid Strike and Single Strike Master, but I, I could be wrong. <laughs> we don't uh, know the the complete set list yet, mm. so uh, time will only tell. So uh, yeah, that's that. And what's what else have we got, uh, Taj? We've got the promo set too as well. Yeah, we've got um, the Karina double that's box. Right that we usually get as well. So usually with the main set in Japan, the Pokemon Center like to release a double box, quite a nice premium style big box um, that you can store your cards in. It has two booster boxes in there. Uh, it has sleeves and a deck box as well. Um, and these are sort of standardized square boxes. So if you've got the previous ones, these stack up quite nicely. Um, for you to store your cards in, they're quite durable as well. And I think once you've taken the booster boxes out, they have a divider in there as well that you can put in. So you can then use, sort of have two lines of cards to store your spare cards in, essentially. Yeah. So really nice product. Um, comes out same day as everything else is, 22nd of January, 11,000 yen. Um, but yeah, I think it's very good value. Um, I think just to get this box, the sleeves and the deck box for Karina alone. Um, similar to in the past, we had Erica in one of them as well, didn't we? Um, yeah. I think we had a few. Leon. 
sorry Leon with uh, Leon was in one of them as S4. well yeah so we've had some really really nice ones in the past and the, and the sleeves and the deck boxes are exclusive to these boxes so they are very sought after um because these are usually limited print uh yeah. so so they are um not available soon after the set comes out they very rarely reprint these um mm. But saying that they've they've reprinted a lot of stuff recently in Japan, and apologised about initial numbers. So we could see this maybe getting a bigger print run than we've seen in the past. But definitely worth trying to obtain if you can, if you if you like the artwork, which looks stunning, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you haven't ever bought a promo set, you would be you'll be very surprised how durable the card storage box is. So the the yeah. box itself yeah. form the, the box that the product. That the product is in. Uh, let me start that again. The box that that the product comes in also functions as the card storage box, and it's yeah. very durable. So yeah, it's very high quality. Japanese like card storage boxes. I mean, you look at them and you think, oh my god, they, they, it's a cardboard box. It's such a such a waste. They've put this artwork on something that's going to deteriorate. They don't deteriorate. These things no. are built like solid. They last <laughs> for years. You know. Yeah. Um, and they are very, very durable. The, the plastic, I mean, the, the coating they put on these cardboard boxes, this glossy coating uh, doesn't mm. wear, it doesn't scratch easily. As long as you look after it and you don't deliberately dink things into it, you know, you're not going to get dinks mm. and marks too easily. They are very nice storage boxes. Yeah, definitely. And a great way to store your boxes because they're breathable as well. So you know, your cards are, are, are you know, um, getting air. So, so yeah, nice product. Yep. So yeah, I think we've covered everything. Was there anything we've missed, guys? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't uh-huh. think we have. I feel like we've 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 covered everything. It took a while, yes. but we got there. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> it's a very long podcast, but yeah, there was a lot to cover. So um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Julian, for uh, joining us today. It's been absolutely amazing having your insight and your knowledge, and obviously. Um, you bring a lot to the table as well especially with your knowledge of Japanese um, so it's been fantastic having you on board today and Zachariah do you have anything you want to add before we go yeah uh, Julian where can you where can we find your content uh, online uh, um, you can find me at YouTube so youtube.com slash okjlove uh, you can find me at Twitch as well twitch.tv slash okjlove and Twitter yet again is uh, slash okjlove so that's my handle um but yeah come and come and check it out i mean uh, the whole reason that i've started making videos and streaming is because i just want more people to learn and get around what is a very very amazing set of cards japanese cards are fantastic taj zakurai i know you already know it um a lot of listeners probably do too but if you've ever thought about it check them out The, the, the quality is insane um, the presentation is insane and they're fun. And I just want more people to uh, understand them and 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 learn about them so that more people can enjoy them and there's more people to trade with and, yeah, there's just more appreciation. So it's thanks the original. Having- That's right. It's the original. But, yeah, th- thank you so much for having me on. It's been awesome. Um, I really do appreciate it. It was excellent to chat with you guys. So thanks. You're welcome. Yep. It's great. It's yeah. great. It was uh, great having you. Thanks. So um, thank you, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back soon for another one. And take care of yourselves until next time.
Goodbye. Goodbye. See you guys.